Good morning and welcome to Planting Grass with Gridcoin. Today we are going to be uh, reseeding a lawn, um, but we won't be going over the lawn. We'll be tearing everything up and doing it from scratch because that's really the way you want to do it if you want to get the best, greenest lawn out there on the block. Really make your neighbors jealous and give your dog the best place to poop. We will also be going over the approved list of Gridcoin uh, projects of Boink projects on Gridcoin, the projects that you can get rewarded with GRC for crunching, and exactly what that means. There's, there's a couple implications that um, the approved list uh, comes with that are quite large, quite intense, might make your brain explode. But don't worry, we'll be going slow. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. Milk, the, the evergreen ground cover, is very nice. Sometimes, though, you're coming from a lawn that just had all the evergreens chopped down because no one took care of them for 20 years, and they were leaning all different ways. All different ways, I mean all different ways. And they really had to come down. So now you're going into dirt that's mostly rock, maybe some clay, really just weeds, and you really got to just start from scratch, get a nice grass cover, and then go in and landscape. Um, maybe the following year or the year after. This is a long-term project. This is why you reseed a grass, a lawn, so you can start from scratch and really make it pretty, make it intentional. You know, so anyone out there thinking about uh, how to, how to, uh, if their lawn is the best it could be, I'm telling you right now, it's not, bitch. It ain't. You can do better. Get yourself some lawn coin and uh, get going. So. That's actually kind of how Gridcoin started. You know, someone looked at the scientific system, system of science, and, and they looked at the financial system, the system that runs currencies and banks and institutions like that. They said, you know what, bitch, you can do better. And so they went at it and they said, you know what, we're going to uh, we're going to reward people for <laughs> We're going to mint a currency and distribute it directly from the minting press to people crunching boink projects. But we can't just let them uh, crunch any old boink project and get rewarded for it because boink, as you you already know, dear listener, stands for the Berkeley Open Infrastructure for Network Computing, meaning anyone can really make a boink project. You can have a boink project that's counting the number of leads blades of grass in the lawn. In fact, I think that's what Whitman did. Not positive about that, but I heard it through the grapevine. Haha, <laughs> wow, how pun. And, well, you could also make a Boink project that counts all the numbers in the universe. And someone probably did do that. Oh, you can make a Boink project, this is one of my favorites, that um, simulates a bunch of monkeys in a room with a bunch of typewriters and see if they ever actually type Shakespeare. They didn't. Uh, or you could make a Boink project that tries to crack passwords for the NSA, FBI, CIA, and Central Government White House building. Whoa, 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 okay, we don't want to reward anyone for crunching that project. That seems a little malicious, probably illegal. So there must be a list of, of Boink projects which are incentivized with Gridcoin, and then every other project is not. So how is that list run? And what does that mean? All right. Here we go. So the first thing you're going to want to do is remove the sod, the first layer of on top of the lawn. It's the sod. It's it's the grass and that root infrastructure right under the blades. Uh, and and by removing that sod, you're going to expose 
the the soil you'll see the uh, you'll get a, a feel for the quality of the soil the consistency of the soil maybe you'll see some critters running around or scampering or what do worms do they squirm mm, yes now you're going to take your sweaty ball you're going to put it in the soil and see if it melts if it melts you're going to need to fertilize if it doesn't melt you should probably fertilize in fact forget the sweaty ball now when gridcoin first started the uh infrastructure under the grass that sod layer it was pretty all right it was running on proof of stake consensus algorithms or a proof of stake consensus algorithm which was already fairly proven at that point uh although relatively new come to think about it so oh we'll get to how to fertilize it in just a minute just a minute milk so the the under layer the the quality of the soil which might be boink be considered to be boink was actually pretty healthy there were a lot of projects running on boink uh, a lot of potential just to put seed right on that and let it grow wherever it is wherever it wants but like we said we couldn't do that so we would have to resoil it uh, but what we ended up doing was choosing projects that seemed fairly scientific and just putting them on this list of approved projects you know lhc at home World community grid. Um, just a moment. Shut up, you damn jog! Um, and <laughs> it didn't work. Figure that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll just see at home. World community grid, prime grid, um, and other such big and projects, big, <laughs> big and small. Yes, dog at home. It's trying to figure out how to keep dogs from barking and eating your socks. What are you even doing? Get down from there. Hey, get out of here. Get. So afterwards, and as uh, as Gridcoin progressed and continued to exist, along with Boink, more, bro- more Boink projects came up. And the Gridcoin community was like, well, heck, how are we going to add more Boink projects? How are we going to choose which project to add? So when you're fertilizing your lawn, once you get that sod removed, and determine the consistency and nutritional content of that soil underneath, you're going to want to figure out how to fertilize. Now, what I would recommend is actually tearing up that underlayer uh, with, with some pointy stuff and uh, then getting some compost. You can buy it. You can make it yourself. Animal or vegetation, either will do. Anything with a lot of nitrogen. And you're going to mix that in. Mix that in with the soil. Go ahead and use some fresh soil too, some peat if you've got it, some topsoil. You can get some nice cheap topsoil from any of your home um, improvement stores for like a dollar or two a bag. You're going to need a lot of bags though, depending on the size actually, but one bag does not go far. And you just mix it in and put it in there and that's going to be what you plant your new seed on or lay your old sod back on top. And that's exactly what Gridcoin did. We said, hey, how are we going to fertilize this list? I'll tell you what, we got a big network from which to draw from, lots of different people with lots of different backgrounds, all with their own ideas of what makes good science. And so we said, hey, let's make a voting system. In fact, start with a voting system and, uh, you know, go from there. We'll let the community decide. We'll let the network decide. Okay, well, how can we do this? We're all on computers. We can't do one person one vote. That's ridiculous. Uh, one person could make 6,000 different accounts and get 6,000 different votes. Oh, here's an idea, said Jeff Goldblum. Let's make steak-weighted votes. Oh, whoa, whoa, steak-weighted votes? Sounds delicious. Wrong. 
not delicious. You don't eat it. <laughs> As I mentioned in passing, we use a proof-of-stake consensus algorithm. Uh, what that implies is that you are, when you, if you are able to prove that you have a stake in the network, you are able to create a block in the blockchain. Don't worry about that part. But the important part is prove you have a stake in the network. And in these networks, as in any economic network, stake is simply capital or currency. So, you know, any big company that has a manufacturing plant in the United States could be said to have a stake in the United States economic network, that closed economic network. Anyone who has a U.S. dollar or debt in U.S. dollars could be said to have a stake in the closed economic network that is the United States economic network. This is why trade is so important. This is why loans are so important to stability in the world. Oh, because if you have a stake in an adversary's network, you're not going to bomb that network. So uh, in Gridcoin, there are two ways to have a stake in the network. One is just like how you can have network or stake in the U.S. network by having USD. You can have stake in the Gridcoin network by having GRC, baby. Um, I don't know if there was Bernie Sanders or what, but we're going to go in there. <laughs> And then a second way to have stake in the network is to have what's called magnitude, which basically is a way to measure how much crunching you do for the approved Boink projects. That's very similar to having a manufacturing plant in the United States. Um, it's, a, it's a very similar concept. It's different when you get into it, but for our context here, it's very similar. Uh, so that's two ways to have stake in the network, GRC and magnitude, dollar bills, y'all, and uh, com uh, computation contributions. So if you have more GRC, your vote is heavier. If you have more magnitude, your vote is heavier. Another way to say it is if you have GRC, more GRC, or the more GRC and the more magnitude you have, the louder your voice in the network. So there you have it, a voting system that's going to decide which projects to add to the approved list of point projects based on a network vote. And that vote is weighted based on each individual network participant's stake in that network. The greater their stake, the louder their voice. So if the network was only one person, which it was at its initiation, it was started through proof of work, which starts with one person, similar to Bitcoin and Satoshi, uh, then that person has all the stake in the network and what they say goes. And as the network continues to exist and distribute coins and grow in, in size and magnitude, different type of magnitude, well, that's confusing, um, and just grow in size, then the more distributed that weight becomes and the more difficult it is for a single individual to co-op the network. So that's very interesting how that's so similar to reseeding a lawn and choosing the type of fertilizer. So we choose what fertilizer to use, what project to use by a network-wide vote based on stake weight, based on, yeah, stake weight. Uh, you might choose what fertilizer to choose to use simply by what's in stock at the store. You know, a 555 will work. Um, it doesn't need to be much because what you're really doing is putting down some base nutrition for the plants, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and micronutrients, and then putting down some organic material for the worms to come and do their thing. Because everyone knows that once you, you start 
a network and grass is a network baby or oh, is it a network and an ecosystem once you start it if you get it big enough self-sustaining you're going to get something similar to the network effect i want to say the lindy effect but i think that's different that's not what i'm thinking of but it might be the lindy effect going and then you can't it is the lindy effect the longer the thing persists the harder it is to destroy so there you go now what does this imply once you put down the nutrients it implies that you are going to make that network effect it implies that you're going to grow grass you can get some nutrients uh some fertilizers that actually kill weeds it's an interesting combo i don't know if i support it but i haven't tried them a lot um and in in the same way we can use the approved list process to remove projects from the whitelist or from the approved list of blank projects uh, if there is a weed that crops up, if there's maybe a project that goes malicious, turns um, turns into a bad guy, maybe it starts doing different work that the network doesn't approve of, um, maybe it just turns into a sloppily run project that never updates, the Gridcoin network can vote to remove it. No one individual can choose to remove it, but one individual can choose to start a vote, and if that vote passes, fills the requirements, the project can get removed from the from the approved list of projects. Now, what what does this imply? That's actually what I meant to be saying. Oh, how to how to tie secondary education into grass? I don't think I can right now. Oh, I'm in a metaphor dry spell. Now, when you're growing grass, sometimes some other things happen. You build this network I'm talking about, and these critters come. They start building their own little system within your network. You uh, you might see a tree pop up, you might plant a tree, plant a bush, plant a, a rose bush, um, and, and and really, <laughs> that's not bad. I don't think I'm going that way though, that's not bad though. And and really all you're doing <laughs> is, is uh, setting the groundwork for some other secondary effects to take hold, similar to Gridcoin's voting system. The way, Projects get added and removed from the approved list of Boink projects actually does some really cool stuff having to do with science communication, science education, and science participation. Three things that are starting to really shine uh, as flawed, at least in the U.S. system. Um, the, the, For example, there was recently a poll done by some bullshit pollster probably, but whatever, it's a poll, uh, that says that trust in science is decreasing among the population, among the citizenry, if you will. Uh, th that's bad, okay? So, <laughs> so the reason it's decreasing, I would postulate, and I would fairly confidently correct here, it's just the divide between the ins uh, institution and the popula population. The science institutions give zero fucks about the regular uh, the farmer, or what was it, plumber Joe? Uh, that election several years ago, uh, they really give zero fucks. They're in their role, allowing themselves, their own elite, decide who will be the next elite. Uh, it's really sad to watch. They they have no incentive to really educate the general population or even include them in decision-making, include them in the scientific process. They have no incentive to educate them. Why? Did I already say that? But why? I did. But why? Just to stress it, they have no... No incentive. Why would I, as a scientist, educate someone who has no influence on my career or what I do? It's no fault of their own. It's a stupid system. It was great when it started. It has gone sour. Time to change.
so what this this approved list of projects does and the way that the Gridcoin network adds and removes Boink projects to and from this list is it gives project heads, scientists essentially, and researchers an incentive to educate a general population. It also gives a general population an incentive to learn about science. Let's break that down for a second. Forget about the grass for a moment because this is pretty cool. Uh, the Gridcoin network is huge. There is a lot of processing power, and the amount of processing power is only going to grow. Uh, that is because there is money involved. There is no other reason. Sorry, headphones are running on battery. Money is a powerful, powerful tool. That's all it is. It's a tool. Love it, hate it, doesn't matter. Use it. So if you have a general population wanting to contribute to science, uh, and deciding what science gets incentivized by that printing press that just mints money. It doesn't come from anywhere. It doesn't come from like Microsoft or IBM. It comes from a protocol, just like a printing press. Um, and that, that money's value is dependent on what science gets done, what science is incentivized with that money from the printing press. Well, the participants of the network, those with stake in that network, with money or crunching power, are going to want good science. I'm making quotation symbols here. I yeah, know you can't see. But quote-unquote good science to be incentivized and quote-unquote bad science to not be incentivized. That means they're going to want to vet scientists, science projects. That scares some people. Oh my God, Plumber Joe is going to tell me, uh, a high-tier biologist, whether or not my, my genetics project is worthwhile? Yes and no. Yes, they have a voice, but they might listen to someone else who understands the science at a deeper level and communicates it to them. Oh, shit. Science communication has value. All part of the same network, same train of thought. Plumber Joe wants the network to be valuable, so they want good science. Plumber Joe must understand the science. Therefore, Plumber Joe must be spoken to by a science communicator. The science communicator, uh, the scientist wants Plumber Joe to approve their project so they can get all that science done. The scientist will hire a science communicator to communicate with Plumber Joe. Just a perfect train of scientists gets what they want. Plumber Joe gets what they want, uh, and you have an understanding between two industries, two institutions that generally never talk to each other. Oh, man, what a system. All by just letting people vote on what science gets done. When you think about it, dear scientist who's gone through a PhD program and understands that it's very intense and maybe has forgotten that that whole system is exactly what I just described, but Plumber Joe is replaced by your professor. It's all voted on. The science that gets done is voted on by someone who just decides. Well, that's all right. When you think about it, that system's all right. You'll probably still get your science done. You'll probably still get approved if it's worthwhile. <laughs> You'll be fine. Relax. Um, all right. So that is how projects get added and removed from the... Approved list of Boink projects on the Gridcoin network. That is the it's through voting. And the secondary effect 
that comes from this process, science education and participation, um, and just general inclusion and, you know, sunshine and lollipops. And that sunshine shines down on your grass and it makes it grow. It makes it grow thick. But first, you got to plant the seeds. I'm running out of things to talk about here, actually, with Gridcoin. So I'm, I don't know any more metaphors. Uh, do we wait? <laughs> I did. I tried, man. <laughs> do you wait? Do we wait the type of science done? Ooh, this is interesting. I don't know if. So when you're planting your lawn, when you're spreading that seed, you want to make sure you spread it evenly across the whole lawn. You don't want clumps of seed growing together, and you don't want a sparse area over over yonder. Heather, yonder? Yeah. You want to evenly spread. That gives each piece of grass equal access to water, space, nutrients, and sunlight. This means that each grass will grow relatively equally, all else equal. And then once you have, as I was saying before, that solid turf in place, you can go back in and plant your, um, do your hard landscaping, get the, the pretty things in, get the things you care about a little more into places of intention. You can put your rose bush there, you can mulch around it, uh, you can, you can um, shape the dirt around it so it reservoirs the water, you can put specific fertilizer there when it's vegetative versus when it's flowering you can really control the stuff you care about but you can't do that if you don't have the solid base from which to work so gridcoin really really focuses on growing that solid base you know these these gardasil was developed by a university and and um turned into a product from a by a company and that's fine um rogaine it's developed by a university for something completely different and, and turned into a product by a company. That's great. That's fine. Viagra, similar. Turned into a product by a company. Um, hi, Poppy. Those, those are good enough examples. You can have those, but none of those would be possible if you didn't have the basic understanding of science, basic understanding of um, viruses, virology. Uh, basic understanding of the human immune system, maybe the microbiome. Well, this puppy is so cute. She's just staring into my soul. Basic understanding of uh, chemistry. And to get that basic understanding, you have to do basic science. So what Gridcoin does is it incentivizes any project that is approved by the network equally. You can think of it uh, this way. Let's say there's 1,000 GRC minted a day, and there are 10 Boink projects on the approved list. Each project would get 1,000 grid coin divided by 10 to distribute to its crunchers. Is that 100? That's 100. <laughs> Each project would get 100 grid coin to distribute to its crunchers. What does that do? I don't know if you can hear, but I'm like pointing the table really hard here. This is important. It incentivizes Plumber Joe, who's, who's here for the money. That's fine. Leave him alone. <laughs> to find the project on which he can get the most money. So that means if there are 10 projects, say the first nine have an equal number of crunchers on them, and they all have five crunchers on them, and then project 10 has one cruncher on it, Plumber Joe is going to go to project 10 because there's 100 grid coin to be claimed from that project, and only one person is claiming all 100 grid coin. 
So Plumber Joe will get there and get 50 grid coin, assuming that they crunch equal amounts on that project. The other projects are they get him less money. That's shit, man. He's here for the money. He's going to go to the money. <laughs> Foxy, you have missed quite a ride. <laughs> so, so that's wonderful. It really spreads contributions across many projects. Now, maybe in the future, we will develop layers on which someone can plant a rose bush. And in doing so, maybe get more grid coin to the people who crunch that project. But there will, if I have anything to say about it, if I have any influence at all, there will always be a base minimum split evenly among all approved Boink projects, all approved projects, period, on the GridCoin network. So if we integrate folding at home, if we do distributed.net, if we bring in Anchor, if we bring in anything else, there will be a base minimum that every project gets so that there will always be an incentive to do for each project on that list to be crunched by someone. There will never be a dead project in GridCoin. Just like there will never be a dead blade of grass in my lawn when I'm done with it, damn it! Because you continue to care for it after that grass grows. You have to fertilize it. You have to weed it. You have to aerate. You have to sing to it and talk to about it. <laughs> Give it some sweaty balls. Mm, that was a great question, Gregor. Ooh, you also have another one. And I don't have a metaphor for this. He just said, sounds like the protocol of Gridcoin could be used in science and this data or papers and be hub of open data and reward them from this protocol. It's an interesting comment, mainly the second half. Reward them from this protocol. Sometimes when you plant a lawn, the reward is more than just a fresh base from which to work. Sometimes you get birds to come because there's more life there and you get to bird watch. Sometimes you see these happy little bunny rabbits. <laughs> Running, running among the blades of <laughs> Sometimes you see a naked old man just sitting in like a hot spring writing poetry and it's really awkward because it's like the 1800s and you're like, dude, what the fuck? But he turns out to be one of American's poets, right? Weird. Uh, <laughs> so all of this because you've made a protocol that has incentivized grass to grow. It's a good uh, the pit bull did not like that one. Hey! Um, what was I talking about? Oh, right. So Gridcoin built a, a protocol to uh, incentivize people contributing contribution cy com computation cycles to Boink projects. And in doing so, it was one of the first cryptocurrencies to actually play with incentive through direct distribution from the protocol. So Gridcoin has a place in history, if nothing else. So it only goes to follow. Only What's that phrase? It only stands to follow? It only makes sense that Gridcoin can experiment with incentivization almost freely by being one of the first, the right to continue. Uh, so incentivizing people to host scientific papers openly on a network that is Gridcoins by giving them gridcoin directly out of the protocol makes perfect sense to me it's a great comment gregor the way that might work is let's say we print we mint 1000 gridcoin a day well and, and all of that's given to crunching maybe we mint 1000 gridcoin a day and 800 is given to crunching and 200 is given to hosting 
We already kind of do this because we mint 1,000 grid coin a day for crunching and 500 for securing the blockchain. Don't worry about that, dear listener. This is for the nerds. So we already have a multi-incentive system. So it wouldn't be too hard to explain that to people and build on it. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So once you're done planting your lawn, you sit back and you let it grow. You don't you you cover it with straw, right? Whitelist, whitelist, and straw. No, 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 no. What is straw in the whitelisting process? Like it protects new seeds, um, animals and stuff. Now here's here's an interesting interesting concept with the Gridcoin approved um, list of projects. Like I said, Gridcoin's network is huge. There's a lot of processing power in here. So generally, Boink projects do want to be on the list of approved projects so they can get uh, some of that tasty, tasty computation. Now, one of the problems with Boink is that there is very little interaction between projects. There's little standardization, let's put it that way. Some projects are SSL, some are not, for example but well beyond that. Some projects use credit systems that make zero sense. Some projects use credit systems that make all of the sense. But let's be honest, the credit system period does not make sense. What Gridcoin, Gridcoin might be able to do is provide a protective bedding over the bank, over the bank, over the boink infrastructure. Similar to that straw you're going to lay down after you, that's it. So <laughs> maybe in order to become uh be absorbed to to connect with the gridcoin network you must as a boink project achieve certain minimums you must use proper security like ssl you must actively communicate with your community about the work you're doing you must participate in boink workshops or any other sort of um global you must distribute credits in a secure and logical way Things like that. Gridcoin is in a position to possibly introduce standardization to the Boink network. Some people agree with this in this community. Some people disagree with it. I think it's a pretty cool thing that might um, help legitimize Boink a little bit. There's something to be said to having too much freedom. When you're able to do anything, you do nothing. So a Boink, a potential Boink researcher might look at Boink and be like, well, what? There's way too many options here. I don't even know where to start. I'm just going to build a cluster. Well, if that point researcher is able to see, oh, there's the second layer, there's this grid coin, it's an incentivization layer, and they put out some minimums and some walkthroughs on how to reach those minimums, I'll just do this. That's awesome. All right, whitelist, whitelist, whitelist. Am I missing anything from the whitelist? Right, we add, remove projects, people vote on it. The voting creates education cycles participation uh there's the dual incentive there from the scientists and the i keep on to say farmer joe plumber joe um even magnitude distribution sort of related um upcoming whitelist polls all right yeah yeah, yeah. and the the repolling that's how this whole thing started the repolling of all the whitelist projects hmm it's an interesting idea, Gregor. That is a more technical question that we'll probably talk about on a Tuesday session, like Jim is here, um, because more, that's more infrastructure-based. This is Fridays seem to be shaping up to be just kind of like educational, and I think Tuesdays might shape up to be a little more infrastructure-based. 
which I think is good because that's two infrastructure discussions a month, two educational discussions a month. And really like Jim and other devs and SciSite, they don't need to be here for the educational fun times. I feel like we I, I sometimes waste their time when I'm like, no, no, we really got to talk about like what is Gridcoin. So if they're only here for Tuesdays, we can just talk about nitty gritty, like how do we want to wait projects, stuff like that. Oh. Okay, so your lawn is planted. Things are growing. We're going to move away from the lawn really quick to finish this off because we're moving into future discussion here on the approved list of projects. As I mentioned earlier, when Gridcoin started, uh, the network looked around at seemingly scientific projects and just kind of added them to the that approved list. You had to. You have to bootstrap networks and, and, and processes somehow. Um, you'll hear more about that once we get into the new session, new season of these episodes. But the way Gridcoin did is they just added some sciency looking projects with good reputation and some not so sciency shitty ones like Bitcoin Utopia. But hey, whatever, you can't win them all. Um, they <laughs> so that means that there have been a lot of projects on the approved list that have been running since the beginning of Gridcoin, essentially. Um without being pulled by the network. They should probably be pulled by the network. Now, this is a good idea for several reasons. One, as we have seen over the past couple polling cycles, PSYDOC, um, DHEP, um, what were the other recently polled projects that have been added? I forget. Um, they all go smoothly. People discuss the science. Uh, they discuss the uh, stability of the project. Uh, they discuss everything they should be dis- that should be discussed. Uh, Minecraft at home. That was a great example of a contentious one where there were very good arguments on both sides on adding it or not adding it. And it was civil. Um, it was heated, but it was civil. Civil heat. You know? It's like, um, I'm not going to... Nope, it was just civil and heated. <laughs> it was a great discussion about the pros and cons of adding a project like that to the whitelist or the approved list of projects. So those discussions, I loved it. I loved watching. I loved participating when I did. Uh, I, did I didn't even participate in the PsyDoc one. And it was one of the most voted on projects uh, or polls, I think, ever in the network's history. Um, but I participated in Minecraft because I had opinions about that one. Uh, I participated in DHEP because they were building the freaking enterprise. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, uh, the, the discussions were very fun. And they should constantly be taking place in our network. It doesn't matter if we're adding a brand new Boeing project or not. They should constantly be taking place. We should be constantly assessing and reassessing what the network defines as valuable science. That is an effect of this process. Another one, to be completely serious for a second. The what society deems as valuable science changes often, regularly. Uh, and that, in turn, changes the products we create as a society. Um, alchemy used to be a valuable science. It's not technically science, but right, you get what I'm saying, maybe. Um, uh, uh, what's the study of germs? Germology was not a valuable science for a very long time. And then it became such a valuable science that they raised the entire city of Chicago so they could implement sewage systems. That's insane. That's crazy. That's a huge shift in thinking. So any network 
that claims to be a scientific network has to be open to these changes. And in order, to, if the network itself decides what is valuable science in its in its uh, ecosystem, the network itself must constantly be discussing what is valuable science. There are a couple ways to do this technically, involving. Uh, continuously changing stake weight based voting having to do with us uh, locking up stake in a network where um yeah let's find it. where it, uh, you create a contract for each project and that contract is open to um the native currency being locked into the contract for an x amount of time or until the user decides to withdraw that locked uh, currency so in our case it's grc um and once that contract reaches a GRC, a currency threshold, then that project automatically gets add, added to the approved list of Boink projects. If that, after it's added, if that contract ever reduces below the threshold, the project is automatically removed from the approved list of Boink projects. So that allows a flow with constant discussion, constant communication, marketing, and, and improvement innovation within that project itself and how it communicates its science uh, while also while removing the need to continuously create and recreate polls over and over having people oversight the system having human oversight the system instead you just trust the contract a trustless system of science and science approval and accreditation all that shit but we're not even close to that we will need a couple more devs if we're going to build that shit so right now we need to continuously pull projects. And we have a buttload of projects that we could pull because there are a buttload of projects that were just added to the network without being pulled in the first place. So we have this whitelisting committee that was put together a couple weeks, months ago at this point, who has been tasked with uh, finding new viable Boink projects and polling them, see if we should add them to the whitelist and creating the poll if no one else does first, but at least expressing opinion. Dogs, stop eating my clothes. Leave, out. Come on, come on. Yeah, you're teaching her bad habits. Sorry. Uh, so this whitelisting community is open for to anyone. Uh, so anyone can join. It's a bunch of really committed and active community members who do great work, have great discussions about different projects. And we want them to go through and make polls for all, um, <laughs> all projects that were whitelisted or, or added to the list of approved projects without a poll. And through that process, we want them to do it one at a time. It will take over a year, and that's fine. And there might be interruptions between uh, different projects because maybe a new Boink project that comes up, like uh, the, the earthquake one that's still, I think it's an earthquake one, that's still, still being developed out of something in Virginia or North Carolina or something. Um, or a black hole one, I think. I forget. There's a bunch of new projects under development that are going to be really cool and we're going to want to probably add them to the proof list um but when there isn't a new sexy project to be voted on we should probably be voting on the ones that were not voted on before what this does is first of all gets a written record of them being approved uh it also forces the network to have a conversation you know maybe every month you do a new one so it's three weeks of conversation one week off three weeks of conversation one week off sort of thing. But in order to do that, people need to make the polls, make a process, maybe do one or two of the smaller projects first. So don't start with World Community Grid. And in doing those first two small projects, you actually get a template where you cut and paste. So making the poll becomes very easy for the final ones. Um, that's what we want to do. That's next. Uh, 
And then in the future, until there is a fluid system involving uh, contracts, we will probably want to repull every so often specific projects uh, just to force a conversation on it. So if no one has talked about Colat's conjecture in three years, maybe it's time for someone just to throw up a poll and be like, Is it, does anyone even care that this project's still here? Let's see what happens. So that's what's next for the approved list. List of approved Boeing projects on the Gridcoin network. You too, dear listener, can get involved by joining the Discord, going to the whitelisting committee channel, and just saying you want to help. Someone will point you in the right direction. We'll get going. Uh, that said, I hope everyone has enjoyed the past couple episodes of just shooting the shit and trying to make weird metaphors connected to Gridcoin and how it operates. It's a lot of fun for me. I hope it's a lot of fun for you. I think it is based on the chat. <laughs> I think we might have a couple more of these going on. Uh, but as soon as the uh, next update comes out, we're going to do a hard reset here. And like I was telling the crew here, that's probably edited out of the recording. Fridays are going to be educational discussions. Tuesdays are going to be more technical about the future of Gridcoin and development. Uh, you want an aquarium metaphor next. I don't have a lot of experience with aquariums, but I will try. My My experience with aquariums is <laughs> I had one I had one as a kid and I kept buying fish and they kept getting sucked into the filter and dying. So I just got rid of it. <laughs> so I don't know what I did wrong, but I just kept killing fish. Like in the worst way possible. They were just like I'd find them sucked up against the filter and just stuck there. And it just pale. I'm just like, oh shit man. I can't keep doing this to fish. <laughs> I might have just used a vacuum. In the tank. I probably had too powerful of a filter. It was pretty um, jerry-raked together. It's just like stuff I found in the basement. <laughs> but I'll try. I'll try. I can uh, see what I can come up with. But that said, guys, we'll be back. I'm going to actually go plant some grass before Boink Radio. So we'll be back next week. Uh, next Tuesday, three no 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Discord server. Uh, happy crunching, folks. Have a great week.